Like this this world of women's right here or the women with weapons. This is a nice it's it's nice quality. I was not expecting the embroidery on the chest. This too, this invisible friends. Oh, it's is it's like it's very it's a different type of fabric. Do you have do you have an invisible I friend? don't. I so this is one of those things they uh part of a way to get onto their allow list was if you bought Gotcha. something in their merch store when they released it early you know this was like the most hyped up product project of all time i saw that that's why i was like oh, yeah damn, you got one okay i think they 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 were going like consistently at like eight or nine or ten ETH. gotcha it might okay. be like six okay. now it's just way out of my way but out of my price range for those of you don't that don't know women and weapons and invisible friends are nft projects and we're wearing nft merch just randomly today. we are <laughs> so we're low-key matching <laughs> we are and we both got our contract gear hats on yeah, contract gear gear on on top let's on go top, man. let's go <laughs> No, all good. And all that stuff. I've been good. I've been good. It was actually really nice last week. Um, you, you missed it. You were out of town, but it was beautiful here in Michigan. Uh, yeah. Had our, our 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 first softball practice. I playing a softball. Oh, sweet. With, with my dad. Hell yeah. Um, okay. So we were out Tuesday uh, at a at a local elementary school, just uh, tossing tossing the softball around and, and getting some hits. Yeah. So how competitive is it, or is it like a, a beer league type of situation? It's it, so. So my dad's Jewish. His side of the family is Jewish. My mom's Christian. My okay. dad has actually been playing for his temple softball team for like 15, 20 years. Got it. Okay. I joined in a couple years ago after I stopped playing baseball. Um, I actually went out for a Father's Day just to play with them. They're playing on Father's Day Sunday. And Sweet. I played, and it was so much fun. Um, so I kept playing. And it's something we've been doing for the last maybe six years. Jesus and Christ. It, okay. it's, it's awesome. It's, you know, the... The one thing my dad and I still get to do together, and yeah. and it's 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 a blast. But we got guys. It's like from, I think our age range is eighteen to like seventy five or oh. seventy six. Uh, so you it's got all, some lifers out there all over the map. <laughs> but that's kind of what makes it what makes it fun. what makes it sweet. It's competitive, but it's not like everything. All all it takes to win. It's like you want to win, but we're really all out here to to have a good time, enjoy it. Enjoy enjoy it. Are you pitching? No, okay. No. I actually I about to I say, you need out. to throw that heat, boy. Yeah, pitchers <laughs> pitching is hard, but you're you're out of the game mostly once you, in softball. Everyone ah, hits it, you know, in that okay. field or whatnot. So I play out in left field. Gotcha. Yeah, but cool, man. you were out in 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 Austin. Yeah, I was in Austin, Austin for for a work conference, which it was kind of cool at first, um, just because I haven't seen like some people that I actually enjoy for two and a half years. Yeah, right. So oh, was this your first first? Like the first training classes back at the headquarters? Yeah. At the new headquarters. At the new headquarters. Cool. At the new headquarters, which the new headquarters kind of scares me because they're building like a campus. Like it's connect it's gonna be connected to a Tech. hotel. And yeah, yeah. Like we're gonna be there, be there probably next time. And I'm not looking forward to that, to be honest with you. Oh man. Like it's away from downtown Austin. So like we're away from Rainy Street and Sixth Street and all the shit that you wanna be by. <laughs> you know, what, you know what, uh, 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 any company, a tech company that is connected to hotels, that's that's for one reason. It's so their employees can stay there and work more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that hasn't been up and running yet. So we had the pleasure of still staying downtown. But 
I am not looking forward to that, man. I'm I'm really not like and the whole time I wanted to just sit at home and watch Ultimatum. I got you. Yeah, I, I'll ask you about, <laughs> about Austin, but you, you, you gave me a little preview of Ultimatum. What what was it? You said you were binging it all last week. Yes, yes. If you haven't watched Ultimatum, definitely watch that. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is Contract Year Episode 2. Thank you for tuning in. But Episode 2. Uh, also, anything we say on here is not financial advice. Yes, yes. We're going to be talking NFTs, <laughs> crypto, investing. We're going to be talking a lot of things. Don't take anything we say as as investment advice. As Bible. Yeah, go home, do your own research, yeah, UIOR, yeah. Um, make your decisions that way. We're here to, to paint a picture of what's in our heads. But Ultimatum, bro. Yeah. Ultimatum. Unrelated to NFTs. Gave this is me, Netflix. It triggered me, man. It triggered me. Why? Because, okay. Actually, tell me a little bit about, like, what is it? So the premise of Ultimatum is um, you're in a relationship. It, it could be a dude, too. Like, the dude could give the girl an ultimatum. Like, hey, we're going to go on the show, and by the end of this, um, if you don't want to get married, I'm done. So um, I think the contestants have been in like two, two and a half year relationships. So they're in a relationship and they're kind of at the time where, hey, which direction are we yeah. going to go? Mid 20s in Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, and so these couples go on the show. Um, they got ultimatums for one reason or the other. So the premise of the show is okay, you're on the show. You're dating all in this one pool. So you're dating with the the rest of the couples that showed up there. And so after, I think it's like two or three days, you pick somebody else's significant other to live with for three weeks. No way. And you guys are doing a trial marriage. This is like trading spouses? Pretty, pretty much. Like, pretty much. But like it's more extreme because when you're going on dates with the other couple's significant other, you guys are all doing it at the same time in the same place. So, like, everybody is dating each other by the pool. So, imagine you bring your girl. She gives you an ultimatum. And then you start, like, talking to other girls. But you see her in your peripheral talking to other dudes. Like, <laughs> I, I, Dude. couldn't, I couldn't handle it, bro. <laughs> but it sounds like you couldn't turn it off. Dude, I could not. Like, so, um, after the third day, then you pick your um, uh, whoever that you you had the best connection with to live with three weeks and then you go back to the person that you came here with for three weeks and then at the end of the trial period you decide if you want to propose to the person <laughs> you came here with you could propose to the new person or you can just walk away single so um i'm not gonna lie if i, <laughs> if I was on the show I would, walk I would single. I would no. I would propose to my girl like day one. Why? Wait, why? Because I, I cannot. You, you guys are not gonna date my girl. <laughs> <laughs> just pressure into. She, as, I do. That's all she's gonna have to do is take me on the show. Okay, fine. We're getting married because yeah. you guys. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And Did, so like, and also like, uh, there's meetups in, in in the in the midst of this. So like, when um, they're in that three week period where you start. All the guys get together. All the girls get together. So separate, separate. Okay. So the, like, say me and you went, and I'm dating your girl now, and I'm telling you <laughs> how dope she is. Like yeah. that's that's. I don't even. I have would a kill girl somebody. I'm jealous of you right now. <laughs> like I, I don't have a girl right now. And I don't. I, I don't have a girl that. right now either. And and that would like, <laughs> I would fight you. Like if you were telling me like, oh Adam, like your girl, she. I never had a girl. I hate my girlfriend now. Like I like yours. Oh my like, gosh. The grass I'm, I'm is jumping across greener. the table, bro. It's a, that's an amazing concept. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. One season. 
a one season. Um, next season, I wish they would make them a little bit older. Okay. Uh, because it's like, is it like all the other live in a house? In a way, you know, it's kind of immature. Live in a ho- real world. Um, I, I just think, and, and no shade yeah. to people who got married in their mid twenties or their um, early twenties. I just think like some more experience and maybe longer relationships, like four or five year relationships, and bring those people on. It might be a little bit more spicy because, I mean, two years, like I could see it, but like two, you're dating someone for two years and you're 24 years old and you're ready to get married, like. You you can slow your brakes, bro. Right. Like, it's almost like you either know up immediately. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love so, that first sight. I would like to see them a little older and okay go through that process, but highly recommend. I, I watched straight through that shit. <laughs> it was it was fucked up. I was wow. triggered. Did you ever watch <laughs> Trading? Do you ever watch Chappelle's show? Do you remember Trading Spouses? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually one of my funniest <laughs> one of the one of the funniest episodes. Chappelle is a man. We we need a Chappelle version of this show. I'm not even gonna lie. Like just and make it ours. Make it longer. <laughs> of 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 ultimatum. Ultimatum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you call it? I don't know. Same shit, but yeah. They need they need like uh a couple hood chicks in there. Like it would just be funny. Yeah. <laughs> dylon, 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 yeah, dylon, yeah. dylon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I think we're gonna be seeing. I, I'm actually interested. I don't know if I'm interested. It's interesting what reality TV is going to be like or, or mm. reality. St- like, there's going to be so much changing, right? Like, there, there's going to be so many new things that, that a lot of people think are trash, but a lot of people are think is entertainment. It's not really believable, but um, <laughs> this show definitely was. Um, I could tell. So, back in the day, uh, this had to be like, 10 years ago now um my aunt she lives in hollywood um now she changed her name so she's got a new name now um that's what you you do when you move to hollywood yeah (laughs) so she she's been an aspiring actress for a long time and so um she wanted to get married to this dude that she worked with and they got onto this show called my fair wedding i've heard of it I don't know what what it's about, but I've heard of it. So it's like it's basically the show um, that these these couples go on, and I it it's definitely scripted, and I'll tell you why. But um, they say like, "Oh, my dream wedding is this," and it's like a really trash idea. And he's like, "Oh, you guys are stupid. Let me plan your wedding." And then he throws like these crazy like ballroom <sighs> extravagant weddings. And so they went on the show. And they invited us to go down. And so we went down and I saw I got to see an entire reality TV production. And so like I know what was it's, that like? It, it's fake. It's fake it, as hell. That's the yeah, that's what I assume, but like how So my my aunt, I think at the time was like 31 or 32. And on the show, they made her say that she was 24. Just like, like <laughs> even that's a lie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're watching it because the like we lived it, and then we're watching the episode back, and then she's like, "I'm so and so, I'm 24," and I'm like, "What bullshit? The, what the fuck?" And so like this guy, um, he's super extra, man. His name was like um, David Tutera or something like that, and so the entire time where they're setting up the production, he has three assistants following him with that their job was just to feed him gummy worms. <laughs> So he'd turn around, open his mouth, somebody throw a gummy worm in it. I'm like, what the where the fuck am I at right now? 
This is real life? This is real life. And so they had like a masquerade ball and all this shit. And then come to find out a couple years later, uh, the dude that my aunt married was already married. At the time? Yes. And so my mom was pissed because we got her like a super nice wedding gift and all this shit. Because we all thought it was like and so a real wedding. At the time, your aunt didn't know that he wasn't married. That That's what we don't. Or to be determined. That's what we don't know. I, I think she might have known, but. Then I'd be pissed if I were your mom, if, oh, I were yeah. your parent, if I were anyone who gave him a gift. Yeah, so we like we we rolled down there. I took off school, I, like, cause it was like a huge production. Like you could, I think you can find it on YouTube or something like that. Um, the, the my the fair episode, wedding, yeah, uh, Berta, Berta, Berta and Mark. Um, yeah, that's my. Aunt. <laughs> but it, that jaded me to all reality television. So when I'm watching Ultimatum, though, insanity, you could tell that's some real emotion right there, cause like. That's your girl, you know that. So it brought else. some some actual like realisticness yeah. to Ultimatum yeah. because you saw how shady yeah. this other show was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so bizarre. <laughs> so everything you watch reality TV, they probably lying about their age. They're probably lying about what they do for a living. They're, pro- they're why is everybody lying to make it a better production? But like in I guess. everything, yeah. You know, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He's already married. Yeah, he was already married. And we were all like, what the fuck? Like, so we we did all this for no reason. And like I would be pissed if she knew how fake it was. Like, if she knew all that was fake and still led you guys on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a little Oh, that was the wrong one. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> that. That. But yeah, man. Fuck reality TV though. Did you did you scoop any NFTs or make any investments this week? This week I did. I I actually I haven't bought an NFT in a long time. I I still haven't. I've been I've been casually looking, but me too. Just keeping my eye on things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm tired. I, I like the last couple months. Of, I get fatigued. Yeah. NFT fatigue sometimes. You like, gotta step the Discord away. is the Discord is like overpowering sometimes. It really is. It really is. But I. Uh, I made a purchase this week. Actually, my very first photography NFT. It's just just an image. Sweet. Um, okay. With no utility or anything. But there's a really cool story behind it. Have you heard of Drifter Shoots? I have not. Or Isaac Wright is Drifter Shoots. He's this uh, awesome photographer. Uh, he actually used to be he used to be in the army. Came back and was trying to figure out. He he turned to photography in these. Um, what he does is he climbs to absurd heights uh, on top of build like historic buildings historic places and photographs himself or or the the image that's created from it but he says he uses this photography and and climbing and and kind of sneaking breaking into these places is kind of like his way to deal with ptsd okay from after after being in the army he was that's dope he was arrested in i think it was 2020 for for that there's actually like I was reading about it earlier. Uh, there's like a month long chase where people were trying to figure out, actually trying to figure out who this guy was in real life. Cause on Instagram, he was drifter shoots. Okay. Um, but no one could figure out who he was, but uh, there's this chase cause the, the, the cops were trying to pin, you know, breaking and entering robbery. Uh, uh, basically he eventually he was arrested and thrown in jail for like a year when he was let out April 9th, 2021, he, he photographed himself. And then turn that into an NFT project they released a year later, a couple days ago on, mm. on the 9th of 2022, called His First Day Out. 
So it's uh, an image of his first day out, and it's basically signifying his journey, his experience um, with this awesome photography that's okay. provided. And like 15% of the proceeds of it go to supporting, I, I don't know exactly what organization, but it's it's people who are wrongly convicted or in jail uh, for, for certain yeah, offenses that. that, you know, it, they're way too strict of a, of a sentence for their offense. Um, I, I don't know exactly, so I don't want to speak on it, but mm-hmm. it was a really You're cool. You're still learning. Yeah, a really cool project. There's... It's a it's a, a photograph, so there's nothing, there's no utility, nothing you can do with it. But I I wanted to I wanted support to buy that a cause. photograph, support that cause, buy a photography NFT. You, you're kind of if you're looking for it to gain value, it, it's is Isaac right? Is Drifter Shoots gonna be mm-hmm. a big a big deal someday? And that's a good point. Like it's that's what this is all about. Is like, do you believe in the project? And then and like what you just described is something I could get behind and I definitely want to support. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to check that out, but it doesn't have a utility. And for those um, who are unaware of what utilities are, um, NFTs can have specific, specific characteristics or specific usages or usage cases that come on the blockchain with a purchase of a specific NFT from a project. So what you get from owning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and part of um, the, NFT is like, do you enjoy the art? So like, I know, I know a lot of us are in it for investments and things like that. But at the end of the day, you got to enjoy the art. Yeah. Because, um, and I don't mean to say it like this, you might be stuck with it if you're if you're thinking solely um, investment. Right. So that shit sounds dope, though. That's that sounds like something I can get behind. It's cool. For sure. Check it out. It, and it's relatively inexpensive. I think it's 0.13 ETH right okay. now. What is okay. that? 200 bucks maybe. i don't know what it is right now with the with the ether they were is. up a little high i think they were up at 0.5 and they dropped but i think it's just one i i, I want i want to say i have it and i'm going to keep it for a while yeah no, you know that's freaking dope man yeah i'm going to make a couple purchases before we uh go to vcon for sure he's going to be at vcon is he he's a speaker they keep adding speakers to this list and it's insane like damn like we're gonna have a good time it's like it's deeper than the coachella lineup <laughs> it is shit it is, <laughs> and they're they're going to be announcing how, how the schedule and how it's all going to work out. But we're going to get some some up close and personal time with some important people. I can't wait to meet some some of these people and hear their stories yeah. and how they got involved and where they're at right now and what they think moving forward. Like, and I can't wait to have them on the podcast. Yeah, right. I'm definitely going to have them. Best on. part about it, I love that they've got Snoop Dogg and Pharrell and and huge names, but they also have like up and coming artists yeah. and podcasters and, and the, the artists and the podcasters who I want to hear from the most, yeah. you know, like Snoop and them, they're going to, they're going to be successful just because of the name and right. You know what I'm saying? But, um, the people who kind of navigated it from the bottom mm-hmm. who I really want to hear from. Yeah. It's going to be sick. That was kind part of the, the point he was all putting Gary was putting this all together is he's going to have the big time celebrities, but he also wants you. He wants us, the people who, who are invested in him and, and V friends and go to VCon to, to get to know some of the up and comers. And, and, you know, if they're not as famous, that's more of a chance where, where you can build a connection with these people mm-hmm. before, before they blow up or just to learn some shit. No, that that's, that's the biggest thing I want to do the entire time is just talk to people, yeah. wrap my head around what they're into, and, and learn what what to do next so I can kind of just personalize yeah. my own journey. It's inspiring. Like, I I, I don't know. I'm going to ask you a question. I, I, I'm guessing I know the answer, but I'm going <laughs> to phrase it to you anyway. But do you 
when you're down in, in the corporate culture and you're down at some of these, when you're with your entire company, which you're getting, a, a yeah. you know, more than 5,000 people, is there the same type of excitement or what's that culture like? I mean, it's mm-hmm. that it's obviously not as entrepreneurial, but like, man, what, what, uh, tell me about your week in Austin. Maybe that's what, let's go there. Right. Let's right. go there from a corporate standpoint. Um, well, let me, let me get off from a personal standpoint. It was cool to see everybody we're coming out. I mean, it's still a pandemic, but, um, we're, we're operating under new rules now. So, um, we can, we have the luxury to fly out and go to Austin, our HQ and, uh, connect with everybody who flew out that week. So they split it up. I think there was two or three weeks. Um, so for me, it was the central region and the Southeast region. So, uh, met up with everybody in the central and the Southeast. Um, it was cool to see people from my training class. I haven't seen two and a half years, people I work with every day, but behind the fucking, uh, computer and zoom all day. So that was cool. Um, but from a corporate standpoint, man, it's just like a, you know, it's like a, a rah-rah situation. Um, it's, it's not much to be gained from a knowledge standpoint. Um, at least the first day, I think it was, I think it was more tailored to, um, the newer folks and the people who haven't been to Austin. That's true. At all. So, cause there's a, a bunch of people who started in the pandemic. So they started out, um, having everybody who started in 2020 introduce themselves because right. no, nobody's seen those motherfuckers yeah. in real life before. <laughs> um, no, when you said real quick, when you were like the, the rah, rah, I, I thought of something it reminded me of some of these new NFT communities or discords where, people are talking about their community and and all this awesome positive stuff to hype their stuff up when really they're just trying to pump the price up yeah. and sell and get out yeah um i i think about that a lot when i'm on when i'm on linkedin and not to i, I did it when i was when i was there and a lot of people do it but you know you post your 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 marketing stuff yeah. it's all the cool yeah. stuff like look what i'm doing yeah <laughs> the goal is to help yourself but yeah yeah you know. yeah but it's like um, going over the core values that they just keep changing every year or every few months. And, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Years. Like, it's just, it's, it, it was cool. It was cool to see everybody, but from just, um, the content itself, super, um, well, what I liked about the company at first was it didn't seem like it was going the culture route, but now it is like whenever a company tells me, um, that, Hey, our culture is really good here or something. I look at that as a red flag because it means to me anyway, they're trying to keep you on this fucking campus. Like we've got, um, coffee 24 seven. We've got arcade games. We've got, uh, nap pods. We've got whatever you need. So you don't have to go anywhere. And so, um, and, and some of those, some of those are my customers too, who are way far in advance in the culture life. But, my company that that's the direction that they're going and i'm just happy that i'm not working for them in austin got you so <laughs> I, I i yeah i I, for, I was just gonna say something i forgot um it's kind of like um out in um san francisco like like you were saying earlier off my tech companies that's what they're doing like you can get your haircut there. They're going to have fucking babysitters. Mm-hmm. They're going to have whatever it takes for your ass to work more. So um, it was kind of interesting to see that and see what they had built uh, because um, when the building first opened, 
there was like a rep who went in there who had COVID. And so it wasn't even open for like two days. And so I know leadership and everybody was pissed because they just invested all this money into this facility and nobody could use it. But you can tell they're going to get their money's worth over the next. Oh, yeah. I want to hear about culture, not from the company. I don't want you to tell me about your culture. I want to hear about it from the employees, from past employees, yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. customers of that company. It's it's tough when you see these, you know, best workplaces, and it, you know, they're put on by the local newspapers. There are some legit ones, obviously. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get you also get to see the corrupt side, um, but I'm not going to shed too <laughs> too much detail there. But like. You know, uh, the 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 handshakes behind closed doors, some of the, the relationships, some of what was discussed is like, but you're going to get that at yeah. every fucking like yeah. major Fortune 500 company and, and, and below. Like, I think the next way that that companies take the next level in their history and, and being thought of as an amazing company, I, I actually think it's going to start in or around the HR department. Yeah. Because I think whether it's hiring or firing or dealing with, um, you know, different employee issues that happen throughout a year, like I think the most innovative or the most uh, um, um, caring, thoughtful, the, the, the best HR departments are going to be driving success in their companies. I agree because like, yeah, on social media or, or whatever like people get outraged about certain things every day um actually i had um one of these these dudes i went to high school with he reached out to me about another company that i was affiliated with and how they were treating him and like this company has a history of doing was it positive or was it negative negative okay. definitely negative yeah um imagine if he said like he said something super negative or, or excuse me super positive yeah like yeah but out of nowhere but but it was it was negative yeah and so it's it just like they they don't read the room too well on certain issues um and that's what i'm saying i totally agree with you if there's um these hr companies that are uh, more flexible and more um i don't want to use the term woke because i hate it um but more understanding <laughs> To, and more sensitive to what's going on individually yeah the, individuals your, your employees are going to sing your praises like like you might not like what you do like at the company like a lot of people don't like their job but they're for the check but if if you're treated well and you're understood and you're noticed and like you feel like they give a shit about you that's going to pay the way forward for these people to to commit to a company long long term long term because if you don't like what you're doing and they treat you like shit 100 like, percent. and that was one of the um um the key uh i guess highlights that they touched on leadership touched on like we had breakfast with leadership and they talked about retention <laughs> and they talked about um people are getting these crazy offers and it's the great migration and they and they're telling um some of their best people like definitely take the the job but i don't think it's sustainable give me a call when you when oh you they're, they're taking that route yeah so it's like they're not even like trying to improve they're like you're in you're in a good situation here why would you leave us like you know what i'm saying like if you really cared about that person, you would match that offer if you wanted them to stay or, or, right. or whatever the case. Like, Or imagine if you put in the legwork before that offer happened. Yeah. Where, let's say they were making 60 grand at your company. They're offered 100 grand. 
if you offer them 80 grand, they're about, they're telling you about their leave. You offer them 80 grand. They'll probably take that and stay. Right. If right. they love the company. Cause they, en they enjoy how they're treated. They, um, they may or may not enjoy what they do, but the, the, the treatment of people goes a long way. hundred percent. And so um, <laughs> if, if, if that's, hundred <laughs> percent, if that's not taken into account, like nine times out of 10 people are going to leave. Yeah. So I was thinking a lot. I think my personal story might come up later and later in some episodes. Um, but I was on a Twitter spaces a couple months ago and there was this, this guy talking, he was a veteran and he had been dealing with some issues when he came back and he was talking about how hard it was both finding a job when you mm -hmm. come back and being take all the, all the issues that, that veterans have coming back into society. But he told a story when he was at, at some company and, and needed some, I think it was some time off or needed some assistance from the HR, from their human resources, their HR team. And he felt like he was getting scripted responses. And even when it wasn't scripted, it was like they didn't necessarily know how to treat or interact or handle his unique experience as a veteran. Mm. And I think about that, whether it's your veteran or you're dealing with depression or maternity, like there are a lot of different disabilities mm -hmm. that in today's day and age just fall under a disability category and they're handled through the same process and the same, you know, things, each one of them, but each one of those is very different and they're di very different psychologically with, with how mental health is, is being looked at now and, and how that will be a topic for forever more. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. There are different types of mental health issues people have that affect how they do work or how they how they handle the tasks that you're giving them to to take a few days off for a week. Like I haven't fully put this thought together where how can it really work? But I think there's something there where it's man, it, there needs to whether it's more training or just yeah. more open minded ways through policies because i get big companies they have to have certain structures yeah, yeah. It sucks mm -hmm. and legal like when you're making billions of dollars you have to do that stuff but retaining people is also a way for you to make money right right and and i can't imagine a better situation than just someone talking so great about their company and they were taken care of when they needed them the most right and then, Which is the opposite of my situation. Right. Right. <laughs> but and but then yeah. word of mouth goes a long way too, positively and negatively. Yeah. Yeah. So um I, and again, I, I keep I keep saying it, but I agree with you with the HR position. Um, I think even taking a step further in the leadership roles, there needs to be diversity of everyone, like women, different minorities, different age groups. Like so everybody who works at this in at this company feels included because mm -hmm. somebody's going to have a similar um experience that you are having and i think that goes a long way with um some of the decisions and things that that would happen from the top down yeah but at most of these companies that's not the case it's so, not it's not yeah. but you hope over time it changes you know that's a lot of the stuff that i've i've latched on to gary v but before my before i really put thought into all this mm -hmm. or was involved in a situation in this world it's like what gary's trying to do is is just teach people that you can run business successfully treating people the right yeah, way. yeah. like in its simplest form in an ethical like yeah practical way just yeah. care about your people and you can actually be successful that's not going to harm you right you right know? right
crazy. And there's so, a lot of negative stigma in the corporate world. Yeah, and definitely um, with NFTs because when I was having conversations with people down in corporate, they're like, "Yo, Adam, what you been into lately?" Um, and I'm just telling them like what I'm trying to do. Like, I want to buy a duplex. I'm in uh, NFTs. I'm in crypto. And then they're like, kind of paused at NFTs and was like. Like what the fuck? <laughs> or they're like, why are you, you wasting you know your time? Like, or they're like, I, I just don't understand it. Um, here's what I heard about them. They're like pyramid schemes or or whatever the case. Right click, and, right click, save. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's so special about just having a, a picture on your phone? And um, I highly encourage you guys to go watch that South Park episode about it because <laughs> that shit is hilarious. One of the best. Um. But because they're making fun of the, basically what I talked about to people down uh, in Austin about NFTs is, was that episode. Baby. Yeah. Um, but people just don't don't get it. And so, like, it, they, they kind of look at you funny, like, all right, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, like, and what we were saying off mic, like, I, I'm not here to convince you. You ask me what I'm into and I'm, I'm just telling you. So, like, if, if your goal is to convince me to get out of NFTs, it's not going to work. No. So, um, I could tell you why I'm into it and you could take it or you could leave it. Like, it's really up to you. Um, again, it's not financial advice, but I'm just telling you what I'm, what I'm doing. So, like. You're not trying to convince people. You're just trying to have conviction. I don't have the energy to do that. Yeah. So. Um, just have conviction for what you believe yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Just like like this podcast, like this clothing line or whatever. Like, um, just having conviction in, in what you're doing and, and how you're moving. And oh, so, yeah. I take that to NFTs too. But um, when people were asking about uh, myself, yourself, and, and and what we've been up to and what we what we've been building on, I brought up NFTs, and it was just like a funky, weird uh, response or a side eye or whatever. I'm like, all right, bro, like whatever <laughs> like, like you know oh, what i'm saying just let it roll off like imagine imagine dating without a job and, oh yeah and being in nfts <laughs> it sucks <laughs> nobody likes me no, yeah I'm just kidding. yeah you yeah get i can looks. see i can see that though like oh he's the nfc guy <laughs> i think i had to put i think i chose to put that stuff in my profile so it was a little less of a surprise <laughs> i put it in my profile too i think or uh on my instagram I just put JP yeah. collector or something. This is part of that next step. It's yeah. like you go to I'm I'm not gonna try to tell you what you want to hear now. I need to I need to be real and I, I'm in NFTs. Yeah. Are you but, gonna give her an ultimatum? Yeah. Like buy an NFT or as long leave. as she doesn't have to date you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll send her to you. So she's like, oh, he's just talking about the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lightsaber. Dude, that would be that would be crazy. Amazing. NFT ultimatum. Yeah. But dude, the <laughs> the I, I think a lot of the negative stigma it's it's respectfully uneducated at this point like it's oh, uneducated yeah. in the sense that they just people don't get it even myself i'm not gonna say i'm educated on nfts you know what i'm saying right like, it's it's we're all learning this thing together which is why it excites me like they when people ask that or they're kind of like snarky about it they expect you to know and teach everything about it so they conceptually understand like i'm good enough with my understanding and i can tell you what i understand and what i think about it and where i think it's gonna go but if you're not with that you're not with that yeah not, like that's fine it is what it is yeah like the world <laughs> is abundant yeah yeah then do your own thing yeah <laughs> i remember like i was just thinking about this too nfts it's a way to almost be your own 
venture capitalist mm -hmm. to be your own. You are an angel investor at whatever level of investing you want to do. I remember uh, it was a couple years ago, maybe six or seven years ago, my buddy, uh, David, he's actually going to come to VCon, I believe, with us. Oh, sweet. Um, he started a crypto company, a, a crypto exchange. And it, it, when it was starting, he was looking for investors. And and at the time, you know, your the initial investment, I think it was, you know, 25 grand, which was way more than I had or wanted to invest. Right. And I'm thinking about now, like, the, there are now ways where you can put $100 or, or $500 in it. Like, you don't need to be wealthy to invest in a company or a th something you believe in right. at the very beginning right where you can make those monster gains exactly you know exactly and with that like again this is not financial advice, yeah but the best way i learn is to get involved yeah so like i've gotten screwed on crypto i've gotten screwed on nfts but now my perspective is a little bit different how i look at stuff so mm -hmm. if i'm there and this is me personally if i'm just researching the shit out of things on the sideline like in my opinion, I don't know. It doesn't anything. click. It doesn't stick with you. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm, I'm, I could speak on something that I think I'm speaking intelligently about, but I'm not involved in it, so it doesn't. You don't feel it, not physically, but like you don't feel what it's like to interact with. And I also feel like a fraud, like <laughs> like a fraud that way. Like if I'm telling people, like, oh, this is all the research that I've done, and this is this is what I, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. But I'm not in it. Like mm -hmm. it's like, why the fuck are you That's a good even point. talking? <laughs> like, That's a good point. Yeah. So. Why am I wearing this hoodie and I don't even I'm not even in the project? <laughs> <laughs> but you understand the project and you know what, yeah. what you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm a fan of it. It's cool. I'm I'm not deep in the community. Yeah. It's just way too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. financially and just hyping people and right. It's right. too much, but but you're cool but, but you're in NFTs and, and yeah, and you understand conceptually on yeah. how, how you want things to move yeah. and so and this was open to everyone the, the hoodie you've got on you could only buy if you owned a woman and weapons yeah. NFT. Yeah. yeah that we're talking about utility that's one way oh you own this so you get this you get access to this yeah right? it's like a membership pass mm -hmm. or being used as a membership you can only get this hoodie if you're part of our club yeah yeah and like uh, again utilities like they can just be created on the blockchain yeah um the utility a, a ticket to a sporting event yeah nft party with somebody the utility is just being able to get into the arena right simple right and thank you for getting us into uh vcon <laughs> oh i got you <laughs> although the prices are have dropped dra dramatically i think they're around half an eth really which is what are we talking about 1200 yeah. a lot of money but for a four-day conference with all this, yeah, we're thinking about. And the NFT was a collectible itself. They did it in partnership with uh, Chromie Squiggles. You know, okay. Do you know Chromie Squiggles? I don't. You put me on game every episode. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I got you. They were one of the first, if not the first, like generative art, like just art on okay. the blockchain through art blocks. Um, literally, it's like a squiggle. It looks like a highlighter. And they're each week they drop a different. I don't know much about the project, but. It was one of the first. The artist is seems to, his name is uh, 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 I forgot Snowfro. 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 Okay. okay. Um. So, the ticket gets you in. You also keep the ticket that you can use as a collectible down the line. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So who knows? Maybe Snowfro blows up. 
even more. That's the thing. You want to um, spread. If you're going to get involved, at least to me, you want to spread yourself in many projects. Yeah. Like understand different utilities, what they could look like. You know what? Before, before, yeah. If you don't want to buy something to experience NFTs, don't be discouraged because you still can. Yeah. Like, like, I'd I'd recommend maybe volunteering or becoming a moderator for one of these new for any NFT community, any community mm-hmm. where you're in their Discord and and learning about this stuff. Or sometimes instead of getting paid, they pay you with their NFT. Like like maybe you don't have enough money to buy an NFT and and you can get paid in in that type of currency. Mm-hmm. I know there there are a ton of ways to learn or to get involved. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. Stay posted up in the Discord. Ask, yeah. ask questions. If you're interested in a project and like learn who's behind the project, yeah. that always makes me feel better. Like, all right, I trust this person. Right. So it's like what one of the biggest one of the biggest moves in in the NFC NFC nft space probably the biggest this year was when um the board ape yacht club bought CryptoPunks. yeah and and that ecosystem nuts there's some there's some legitimacy now we know the, the actual people behind board ape yacht club and how they've marketed and and blown it up maybe some people look at that as as you know the legitimacy but you know the people mm-hmm. um but imagine that in the real world like, what would it look like if someone, say, Elon Musk bought Twitter? Ooh, I see what you did there. You wait, know? wait, that was incredible. <laughs> that was incredible. How is it? Segway, Segway King right there. Segway King. <laughs> Dog, yeah. No, like, I've I've been posted to this story. Like, um, Yeah, it'll take us, lead us there. Yeah, so. Give me a little rundown. This had to be a couple weeks ago. Um, Twitter had announced that Elon was a part of the Twitter um, board. And was this when he did or was purchasing 10% of the company? Correct, yeah. And a board seat? Yep, he he wanted to get involved. Um, He's got higher expectations and a different vision for Twitter overall. Um, I don't know if it's more so more on the freedom of speech side of things, or if he has a completely different Elon idea that we're not privy to right now. Um, so he has many ideas. Yes. So he was on the board and it had to be for like, I don't know, like 10 minutes. <laughs> and then they announced, and I'm exaggerating, but they had announced that Elon's no longer on the board here at Twitter. Um, and so I think it was like two days ago um he threw out a number <laughs> this number i i forgot if it was 43 or 49 billion like 43 was it 43 or it was it was 43 but like the share price i don't know if this was his doing but people are speculating the share price was going to be uh he was going to buy the company for 54 dollars and 20 cents so 5 420 right right and right. like 69 would be too high of a price for it to work out <laughs> like this is speculation that's wild man. crypto man this shit is this shit is crazy. sorry i keep interrupting no no you're good no we we, we need the about full 43 backstory. billion but 43 billion he offered he said that's his best and final offer if i am the twitter ceo i'm taking that shit 43 billion can you imagine can you imagine i couldn't say yes quick bag? enough <laughs> sure yes i'm done 
I did it. <laughs> right? You can have it. <laughs> just give me just give me a little equity. And I'm cool. Yeah. You know what I'm can saying? Can you imagine like, whoever's the original investors? Probably Jack, uh, what's his name? Dorsey? Yeah, Jack Dorsey. I'm taking that. Jack Dorsey's not their CEO anymore. Oh, he Didn't he move he to... He just uh, moved to Square, Square. which is now yep. called Block. Yep. yep. Okay. You know, he's getting so all he's, crypto. Okay, so he's not, he's not the CEO. But okay. I think he might still be on the board. Okay. And involved. He and Elon are boys, I think. Whoever Whatever. owns that <laughs> shit, I'm taking the 43 yes. billion. Like, I'm going to tell you guys that right now. <laughs> Can you imagine whipping out a bag of 43 billion? <laughs> what is that? Like, how many... Do you think that's one check? Or, do they, <laughs> or they got to put up 43 checks? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's fucking That's nuts. probably one check. <laughs> He's so rich. God. <laughs> I couldn't... I, I'm saying... I'm. I, couldn't say yes fast enough. Yeah. Like, that's fucking nuts. But what do you think, and we're just speculating here, but what would an Elon Twitter look like? Like, what? Because oh, we were we were just talking off, off mic about Mark Cuban's tweet on yeah. um, Twitter having a DAO. What did what he say again? He, I think I have it pulled up. Maybe find it. it like, speculating that it's actually going to be run by the people. Yeah, like he's or, or maybe. So Mark Cuban was on Twitter yesterday, um, discussing Elon Musk and, and what he thinks that he's attempting to do. And Mark tweets, and of course, a decentralized group of supporters for the current thing will create a DAO to buy Twitter. Token holders will get to vote on what's trending and who gets verified. Okay, I'll stop now. Wow. So that was like interesting. Damn, that could be Twitter. That could be a way, yeah. That'd be a way to ver like a real way to verify people. So having um, users purchase and hold the token, and the more tokens that they hold, the more voting rights pool they have, essentially. Yeah. Of how the direction of Twitter goes, like what we actually give a fuck about. Interesting. So even though I think that's kind of what Twitter is right now, like yeah, it, like the like the most somebody tweets about something that's what shows up on the on trending topics it's not like twitter is picking yeah i think it it's so it's so freedom of speech yeah with i think it's got almost no rules or they won't delete tweets and mm -hmm. stuff i think elon will do some of that but maybe not maybe not I, maybe it, so I, I don't know if it's fully freedom of speech because i think i've seen people's accounts getting deleted and shit by saying some crazy shit and you're right some i mean like it depends on what side of the fence you fall on like if i guess you support they would block that or, or, trump. or what didn't they but block they block trump yeah um so i guess yeah they're block. they have the ability to block people yeah it's not very yeah like like instagram does that um facebook does that like i don't know if elon's just trying to open it up or again i think he's just trying to show off how big different whatever the fuck he's gonna i do. think he's trying to flex i don't blame him though can you imagine Twitter's my favorite app. Like, it's back for me. Like, I I was off for maybe a decade. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god, Twitter is so fucking funny. Have you ever seen that meme? It was like, um, all the everybody on Twitter and then everybody on Instagram. Like, everybody on Instagram is laughing at the memes off of Twitter from four weeks ago. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see that, but that's hilarious. Because that's what it, that's what it's like on Instagram. Like girls are posting shit. I'm like, fam, this is like we. This is old news. <laughs> this is old news. Twitter has become that place for up to the minute.
communication it's news. My, it's my primary news source. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking watch the news because it's depressing, but I'll see the depressing shit on my timeline. Yeah. I can just scroll up. Yeah. But, um, it's this, my pri- primary source of news, and you tailor it. Like, you follow the people you want to follow, so, like, whoever shows up on your feed and then for the trending topics they'll they'll tailor them to you and like kind of what you tweet about and what you like and, and then you have the feature of seeing globally what's trending too so it's like so it does there's an algorithm things that you like it will pull similar things and that's how it gets your feed yeah cool yeah for just that's just for trending topics right but your personal feed that's just based on who you follow and got you but it's my favorite app that's and a big that's a one of the main web two apps yeah Oh, kind of yeah. now lead, paving the way for Web3. Yeah. And have you, so I meant to ask you, have you gotten any of your NFTs verified on Twitter? Because I have. I saw that there was some security That's what situation. You told me. And then then I saw those same people verify their, their NFTs. So I don't know if that was resolved or what. So. I don't know. So I never heard of the problems when it was, ha- not to say that it didn't happen. Okay. Um, but I'm sure... I mean, it's not out of the ordinary for there to be security concerns or someone may have found a bug or okay. something, but but I did it. I haven't had any problems. Okay. Yeah. And for the, you have to pay, what, $199 a month or oh, nice. $299 to get the Twitter gold or Twitter one. So for the people who don't know what we're talking about, um, there is an NFT verification um, application that Twitter has installed into their app um, that you can verify your nft as your profile picture so uh the the joke is like a lot of people don't understand nfts they can just take a picture of one and say i own this shit so now it's verified um it shows who who owns ownership things like that the theory behind that is nfts are going to become the new quote-unquote blue check and so you're going to be communicating and um if you see them in the their hexagons yeah they're hexagons not, that's how you that's how you know circles. Not, a, not a circle on your um profile picture mm-hmm. on your on your twitter account but the it's going to be a flex that's what it is it's yeah. going to be a flex and it's it's they're providing a way to prove prove digital ownership prove you're communicating as who you say you are or with the assets or things that you say you have yeah um which because i think it'll show dumb. you hey I, I i'm saying all this awesome or all this negative stuff about the board ab yacht club because my, my profile picture it's this it's you actually don't own it you're just fudding you're yeah. just just you're throwing them under yeah yeah and it's cool right when if you have this service right when you go to like edit your picture it says choose a new picture or pick an nft you have to connect your wallet sweet and it'll actually just pull up your wallet of nfts and which one do you want to pick okay i it, i think i'm gonna go verify mine because i was i was nervous at, it's cool at the beginning <laughs> it's cool and i feel i just changed mine to a more obscure artist um and if mumbot her name is mumbot oh sweet um and i feel a sense of like and she hasn't seen it or commented on it or anything but like it's it looks different than most like i feel a sense of cool i'm that I'm, dude yeah and, and i want <laughs> i want someone to ask me about it so i can point them to mumbai right like i want to help her out i'll do it yeah i'll ask you about it <laughs> yeah she's gonna be at vcon oh she is there. yeah okay no she's cool she's a dope artist okay um we're gonna want to keep people, an eye man. on i know it's gonna be great we're gonna meet a lot of people it's gonna be great do you think i know we're moving on here but do you think people understand or you know the, we say web 3 a lot have we described like 
I don't think I don't think we we did that, but um, we you know how to describe Web one verse two verse three. Yeah, you break it down, but I wanted to say like in a future episode. I mean, probably right before we go to VCon, we'll go over all these definitions, um, just so like there's a, a pattern um, moving forward in our podcast, so you can like we can refer you back to episode mm -hmm. whatever. It's if, maybe if, a, if you if you tune in at like episode 20 and don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Maybe one episode dedicated to yeah, education, like yeah, to the yeah. basics. And I know we talked you, about what we're pulling up. Um, we're going to buy one in front. We're going to buy an NFT and we'll have that visually on the pod for you guys and stuff like that. Like we'll, we're literally going to break it down. So like that's the comp. But yeah. Yeah. Go for it. No, the way I learned it or, or someone explained to me web one you know, is when the internet came up. The internet, mm -hmm. early 2000s, um, just the ability for, in, you get information. The first inception of information being readily available. Yeah, you can go onto the internet and find information. Web 2, 2008, 2009, later 2000s, social media. You can now go onto the internet and write. You can contribute. You can put things out there. You can you can start a business. Um, mm -hmm. Everything, it, it's, it's, Worldly communication. Yes, like. communication. Web three, which were were was what we call what we're in now, the decentralization. I think of it as like the era of of ownership. Yeah. Like that's a good and, way to put it. It's it doesn't encompass it all, but it's like it's now not put just putting everything out there or searching for information. It's it's your ability to buy things, own things, trade things, and and communicate in that way. Mm -hmm. Um so that's, that's kind of how I look. I like how you I like it. how you broke that down because that like that's exactly how I look at it. Information, communication, ownership. Like it's just evolving as we figure out all the cool shit that we can do with the internet. Yes. Essentially, Alexis Ohanian, the guy who founded Reddit, mm -hmm. and he's now a venture capitalist. He said, "Web one was read, Web two was read and write, and uh, Web three is now read, write, and own." Okay. I like that. So it's like, yeah, well, you're just going searching for information that you can just read and, and consume. Absolutely. Now it's, it's evolved. Speaking of owning, mm. I need to see what you have in your pocket over there, sir. Yeah, we were, we were talking, <laughs> and I, I I was thinking, how how can I show my passion for trading cards? Like, that might not be a top topic that we talk about often, but, like, that is a, a passion of mine. I thought, yeah, little why not segment. tell a story? A yeah, a little each kind. Because I got into trading cards not just for the investment purposes, although that was that was a main reason. Instead of you know buying stocks and everything's. What's the name of the segment? What? What's the name of the segment? What are we gonna call it? <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. Later. I like I we like a, a segment, segment called Moonshots, but I don't think that's this one. Okay. Because okay. we you know our our old name Moon Talk. Oh yeah yeah. Um, we, we'll still do something. We'll do something. But we'll figure out a segment. Name I wanted to. I want an investment that I could hold and touch and feel versus buying a stock digitally. Also, this totally contradicts everything about NFTs <laughs> and everything now. But this was my mindset at the time. Like, yeah. I want to be able. It, it's also why it took me so long to get on the NFT bandwagon. I wanted something tangible. Something tangible. Yeah. Like I, I didn't want anything on the computer. But or your phone. Like what the fuck am I doing? But I started researching and learning and. And I started to get obsessed with like the stories behind these cards. Okay. Um, Sports cards specifically, or do you have a? I have a wide variety, okay. but it's probably ninety five percent sports. Cards. Okay. So I'm gonna give you this. This it's a 1990 hoops 
That's the brand. It's a Sam Vincent card. Sam Vincent was a a, a guard for the Orlando Magic. Back Shout out Sam day. Vincent. Shout out Sam Vincent. But I'm gonna give you this card. Do you notice anything special Ooh. about it? Like anything stand out? I'm seeing MJ. See Michael Jordan in a number twelve jersey though. Come on, you spotted it right from the start. Because I was like, is that MJ? <laughs> so why the fuck is he wearing twelve? Exactly, exactly. So and and this card, by the way, I must hold it up right there. I think I can put an image in the we'll figure when out we start putting it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, this is not valuable. There, there. So what year was that again? 1990. Okay. And this was in in these times, late 80s, 90s. This was when the overproduction of cards. There, there were so many different cards out there. They were just producing a bunch. There's not a lot of value, but this card, there's Michael Jordan wearing a number 12 jersey. Yeah, he's known for 23 and 45. 45. Yeah, um, you know he wore 45 after he retired. He was wearing that when he was playing for the Birmingham Barons and the yep. the White minor Sox. league baseball. But wearing number 12, story goes, this game they're playing the Magic in Orlando. Someone stole his number 23 jersey in between shoot-arounds and game time. Okay. And this is still one of the greatest unsolved mysteries of all time. They haven't figured out who stole it. Shout out to that guy. Yeah, shout out to that guy. But when that happened, again, the story goes, there was like an arena-wide search for, is there anyone in the stands, a fan that's wearing a number 23 (laughs) Jordan jersey that would fit Michael Jordan, who's, you know, 6'6". Right, right, right. He's a bigger than normal Man, that person got the fuck out that arena, <laughs> right? Can you imagine if you if you you were wearing it? I'm MJ or what if like you had an MJ jersey and he was wearing that during the game? Yeah. Which obviously he didn't. Right. They right. didn't find one for whatever reason, so they they didn't have an extra twenty three. So they had a number twelve jersey without a name on the back of it. Oh, it didn't have a name. It didn't have a name. Oh yeah, on the that, back. duh, because it wouldn't. They wouldn't have a Jordan twelve ready. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it was the only game. They didn't wear number twenty three, huh. number forty five. Um, it was a special. They didn't even like notice it when they when they printed it. This is something that's like been discovered in the last couple of years from people just like paying attention to it. And people say, oh, you know, Sam Vincent's wearing eleven. He's wearing twelve. That adds up to twenty three. Um, it's just like things like that's like tight. That. I really like, like that. Cool. I, I can hop on that. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that was fucking awesome. There was one. I know you have mad other cards like that too, because on on our last podcast, you I forgot who you had, but um, Bill, Bill Ripken. Yes. Yes. I, Bill Ripken. That that, that was a story dope. I wanted to I wanted to master that story before <laughs> telling it, and I didn't want to. You know, there's some some foul language that you have to use. So maybe I'll start off a little PG. Yeah. 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 But I do like this. Let's yeah, keep right. let's keep doing this. Okay, deal. Deal. <laughs> That's interesting, man. Side side note, and I was only gonna do one, but but the cons when I was researching this card, um, I'm pulling up my my portfolio on Alt, which is a trading card site. So how does that work? Do you like scan the card and then it pops up on your profile? Yeah, like you can you can or you can scan whatever number. There's barcodes on, on okay. all of these slabs. Sweet. Um not on this site, but on others I can I can you know, scan it. It shows the entire population. How many? Uh, okay. You know Screw it. Let's do it right now. So I'm in the PSA app. I can scan okay. barcode. Oh, my internet's not working. But in the future, we'll be able to do that. So, so same set. 
Do you know how the Menendez, Menendez brothers? Do you ever hear that? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. two two brothers who killed their parents and then murdered I, their parents. I heard of them. I did not know they did that. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, like, you have them. <laughs> so see this this Mark Jackson card, same year, right? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. If you can see in the corner of it, sitting courtside. Are the Menendez brothers. And this is in between the time they murdered their parents and they were they were put in jail. They're like stories of what? you know, they were like hauntingly nervous, you know, at, during this game, but they were going on like a spending spree, spending all their parents' monies after they murdered them. Um, but someone found what? somehow in this card, which wasn't they didn't print this because of them. You just made trading cards so much cooler to me. Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Two freaking That's murders. Nuts. That is nuts. Lyle and whatever Menendez. <laughs> what? Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. There's a whole nother. There's layers to this. Layer. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's fucked up. It's an investment that you can also talk about. Yeah, like man. That. that that makes the card more valuable. Yeah. Like, that's, that's nuts. 100%. That's nuts. 100p. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, you know, part of the reason I'm, I'm so excited about trading cards also, part of the reason why I think tickets and ticket resale, you know, mm-hmm. ticket stubs, I think are, it, it's a quickly growing market already, but I think it might be like the next yeah. step because each ticket, each ticket is a story in itself. Mm-hmm. And this trading card wasn't in the arena at this game, you know? Yeah. Uh, the ticket was actually at that moment. Well, like whatever story you're telling, ticket was inside the arena or inside the stadium. Like there's something about that. Yeah. And, and the nostalgia behind yeah. it. Because I'm like, I'm in the process of moving right now. And I was going through my stuff and I came across um, a Red Wings ticket from the last season that Joe Lewis like that. was around. Like I was like, shit, I'm keeping this. Definitely. 100%. <laughs> definitely don't get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you never know at what point. I mean, Maybe you keep it and, and you always have it forever. Maybe someone wants to buy it from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just like, damn, there's this is definitely why I kept it. Yeah. I don't know. It was from the last game? It wasn't the last game. It was that oh, last, the last season. season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know Still. I know it was definitely later in the season, but if it was the last game, that would have been crazy. But, crazy. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely keeping that. I think I have like some Kanye West shit too, but Yeah. Who knows? I I do have um do you remember when um Kim Kardashian got robbed, quote yes. unquote, in, in Paris. Uh, in Paris. So I have a ticket uh, to the Kanye West show, first show back from the robbery in Chicago. Come on, <laughs> Tell I don't. I don't know if that's gonna be worth something someday, but I have that one. Too. You never know. But maybe you know Ariana Grande's concert where you know there was a shooting. This was oh, years yeah, ago. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like in. Uh, it was some. It was somewhere in Europe. I can't remember, but yeah, I do. I do yeah, remember. like while while in in sports cards, the biggest value is probably it, rookie cards. Yeah, mm-hmm. and certain other cards, but it's mostly rookie cards or like MVP seasons or something like some, that. Yeah, like very finite w- with tickets. Like you can do debuts. You can do the final game there. Right. Um, maybe they scored 100. You know, Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points. Like, yeah, you got tickets to the Oscars where Chris Rock got slept. Yeah, so. yeah. Like like <laughs> moments within within that, not just the rookie card. Right. You right. know, it's cool. 
That's freaking dope, man. Collecting. I, we got to come up with a name for that segment because I think that segment is okay. important. Like, All right. I, really, I love that. I really do. Yes. We'll think of that for the next pod. Um, While we round it out. I know you guys, well, the ladies, you can tune out, but um, I got to I gotta make some NBA Finals predictions, man, before we're get, we just yeah. got past the play-ins and shit. Um, no, we're, wait, oh, no, we're, we're, we're still in the plans. My bad. Um, but I love, I love this time of year. <laughs> it is. It's when they actually start trying hard yeah, on the basketball I love, court. I love this time of year. And for the first time in a long time, I truly don't know what's going to happen. You it know is. what I'm saying? Like even, even to a certain extent, last year kind of started that. Um, but over the last 10 years, it's whatever team LeBron is on in the Warriors. And that has gotten old. So I'm I'm really happy. Like, and now it's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm really happy, like, balances back in the NBA. Um, I'm ex- I'm more so excited for next year because even this year, they're not at full strength. Like, LeBron's not in the playoffs, and that's kind of weird. And then mm-hmm. also um, Kawhi hasn't played all season. Kawhi hasn't played the the Nets situation. The like, Nets situa- they, ha- yep. they never played together, and then they got rid of Harden, and now right. they got Simmons. Right. It's just When's a, he going to play? It's a lot going on, and uh, but it's enough balance for me to really be excited about playoff basketball again because before it's like, like, who even really gives mm-hmm. a fuck about these series because it's going to be Cleveland. It's going to be And what Golden I love State. about the last couple years, the last few years, it's not the super teams that are winning. Like they, yeah. they may be competing, and and they, but the Bucks won last year. Like mm-hmm. okay, there are ways to. And this is coming from I grew up in the the Piston two thousand yeah, early yeah. two thousand Pistons. Oh, yeah. The bad the boys were. Days. We didn't have a superstar. We had a bunch of great players who played very well together. I've, like I read I, a stat about them. It was like they were the only team ever to win a championship without like X amount of first team NBA players or something like something that. Something like that. Oh, first team ever to do that. But they set some record. It was either 11 or 13 or 17 games in a row. Reg- regardless, it's absurd when I tell you that it was that amount of games in a row holding a team under 70 points in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, I mean, Nowadays, arguably the best defensive team of all time. Of all time. Now, like, they're consistently games in a half. And a half. <laughs> That's, that hurt. There's something about basketball like that's that's troubling. Yeah, but the, to me, that's regular season. I don't think you're going to see 70 point halves in the, in the playoffs. I hope, but for another day, NBA and MLB baseball, they got to figure out something to, with their regular season. They're yeah. losing fans. Yeah, big but, time, big but time. Playoffs. Who, who you got? East, West. I think in the West, I got either the Suns. Mm. Or I got the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. I got the Grizzlies. Okay. They got a tough route. I forget. I forget exactly what they, who they could end up playing, but mm. there's something about that team. I like the Grizzlies pick. I love Ja. Is he back? Is he he's, playing? He's back. Okay. But but I love them that they were they were good without Ja. Yeah. They were like what eighteen and two or they were something like twenty two like and two or some maybe it was they were something insert. It's like okay, so they got players who who. Play hard and can win without, and their they superstar. haven't even even without Ja or when Ja was in the lineup, they didn't have Dylan Brooks for like majority yeah. of the season. So it's like if they had the whole team, like they got a great a great roster mm-hmm. that they built organically. A- again for another episode, but like I I hope the Pistons are 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 taking one from their book about getting the right young players and sticking with them, developing, and then putting P 
pieces around like uh, uh, Steven Adams. Yeah. Like one day we got to talk about NBA. Um, and this happens in the NFL too, but contracts, dude, blowing up amazing teams. Like uh, to this day, I don't know how Golden State did it with uh, unless Kevin with Durant the gave them the stupid discount. Like, but it it. They didn't like they, they pulled it off in, in an absurd. That's what they I might have taken a small discount, but there were still all of their stars were talking about their next contract being max contract. So there was a lot of wiggling, and for them to only have one off year, like yeah, a bad year, only because Clay Thompson was hurt. Right, right. Like wow, that that to me, Steph. That puts Steph in another category. See, I if you would have asked me before Steph got hurt, I would say the Warriors, but I don't really trust the, him coming back, shooting the greatest mm-hmm. off of injury in the middle of the playoffs. I hear you. Um, I think a more cohesive team like the Suns or the Grizzlies could take him out, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors came out the West. Um, Who you got coming out the West? I do have uh, – I. I don't want to say Phoenix, but I do have Phoenix. The only reason why I don't want to say Phoenix and I don't want to say Milwaukee is because they were literally in the finals last year, but I think those are the two teams that are going to go. I think so, too. Um, but I want to be a contrarian. And All right, I, give me a little. I want to say if they can get a good solid 20 minutes out of Ben Simmons, I'm going to take the Nets um, because you're going to put them on Harden. You're going to put them on the – Whoever the best player is on the East, except Joel Embiid, there's no way he's going to be able to guard him. Um, and then Ben Simmons I, is going to be in that conversation about contracts, by the way. Yeah. And yeah. Who's going? I have no idea. There's going to be hella stipulations. Has he this. been hurt? Apparently, but I don't understand how you're hurt when you don't play. You haven't played in a year and a half and you're not conditioned enough. Like, you haven't played five on five yet with the Nets. I thought he was just sitting out because. He was Mental, angry about yeah. being in. Anyways, so, so non-Milwaukee, so non-Phoenix. I'm going to go Nets, Warriors. Everything I just said about Steph, like if he <laughs> does come back and, yeah. and has the juice, he's the best player in the league. <laughs> like so. Agreed. Sold. <laughs> so I'm going to say I'm going to say Nets, Warriors, but I that that's my heart if everything winds up because I think that would be an incredible series. Kyrie and then Katie going back at the Warriors and and all that shit, but I really, my head says Milwaukee Suns. What are your thoughts on Boston? <sighs> Scary team. Scary. They're team. playing the Nets first. This is, you, you picked them to lose to the Nets. Yeah, and that's and that's what I say if, if Ben Simmons comes back because I think they're going to need him for that mm-hmm. um, because Jason Tatum is fucking Yeah. There's something about the Celtics, though, that, like, I can't. Marcus Smart is a dog. I can't He's see gonna them. He's going to give Kyrie some fits a couple games. I think they'd be annoying to play, but I can't see them. Win. I don't know. The something East. about Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, it hasn't. They're both incredible. Like, I think yeah. they're amazing. But I don't know. The, the style, I don't know. What about Miami? Miami, I just don't. I don't think they got it. Like that juice. That. I, I, last like, one. Who are they going to? Who's going to guard Giannis on Miami? Bam. You think so? You yeah, think he can check him? I don't. <laughs> I think he's the only one on Miami yeah. that, that could have a chance, but you're right. That's where they struggle. Last one about Philly. I don't trust James Harden in the postseason, so. Philly, this if they don't win. It's going to be his ass. They, they what a what a shit show of a situation they've got on their hands. But they, I, they did the best that they could, though, because, like, 
you you got that quote unquote superstar player, but you did catch him on the decline. I don't think we're seeing the same James Harden that we've saw in Houston. I don't think we'll ever see that guy again. He's still a very very high caliber basketball player, but is he a winner? You're not gonna get that. Is he a winner? Seems like he's just a bitch. Like it seems like he just bitches <laughs> all the. He, he maybe gets to the playoffs, and he just wants out. He's not happy. Yeah, like, yeah. No, he wants it, a it's, it's tough to defend. You can't really defend that. So, and they changed the rules on him, and now he's like, he can't use the referee loopholes that he's been doing. See, so. if I if I were if I were Philly, I would have targeted CJ McCollum, even if it was you get a pick and you get another player like yeah, something something about a point guard like that then going and getting his own team with Embiid. Mm. You see what he's been doing in New Orleans? Killing it. Dude, they, they're they're a scary team to run into. Like I was thinking about like EI is playing good. If you put LeBron on some of these these bubble teams, they would be good. Like mm-hmm. if you put him on the Timberwolves, they're, cold. They're just missing that if guy. You, if you put him on the Pelicans, cold. Like you know what I'm saying? If you put him, but <laughs> let's say he's on another team. What if you put him on the Lakers? LeBron? Yeah, they're not cold. Well, I don't like like that. Was doomed from the start. That was a Westbrook situation, but because LeBron's numbers were crazy this year, they were. Because I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do, man. Like they're screwed. They're not gonna get off. Westbrook, they, I feel like they have to trade AD, and I say do it. He's got injury. He, he might still have some value now. So, I think you trade him to Chicago and try to get Zach Levine and like Vujovic or something because AD's from Chicago and Kobe, Kobe White. You can get they got get Caruso back, get yeah. your defender back. Like those are the big things about bringing in Russ and not DeRozan. They that meant that they. That time they were waiting for DeRozan to, to figure that out and then go for Rust. Uh, um, uh, Caruso. Caruso left. KCP. Um, KCP, like good assets that wing defenders, you know, people that knew how to play with LeBron. And then I think if, if AD recommits himself and stays on his body all offseason and if you come out and you run with a lineup of Lonzo, DeRozan, AD, and they love Patrick Williams – Kobe White off the bench. That's a nice team. That's a nice team. I love Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a great point guard. Oh yeah, oh mm. yeah. He's got he's got no pun intended. Great ball skills. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best passers in the league, and then he's a great defender yeah. and a very much improved three point shooter. So that's what you need in the league these days. Yeah, man. Well, so so I'm gonna just steal the. I'm gonna go Phoenix, Milwaukee. You're going Warriors, Nets. Yeah. Um, we'll see in a couple of weeks. Even though I'm kind of with you, <laughs> I'll give you till next pod <laughs> to solidify it. Yeah. Okay. And maybe I switch too, but okay. I'll, mine is strictly my decision is strictly going to be on Steph Curry's foot and Ben Simmons back. <laughs> Two things that I'm not betting on. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited, man. man. I can't wait. Great pod. We'll see you guys next week, episode three. Let's go. Let's go.